0: Father God, would you please speak to us now through your word? Speak through my weak and foolish words. And would you help us to hear your voice? In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please be seated? Jesus said to his followers, that's us, you are the salt of the earth. It's a strange illustration. Salt is important. It was important, especially in a world in which there were no fridges and no antiseptic cream. It was considered one of the essentials of life. Uh, it, It preserved things. You would put your meat in salt or your vegetables in salt, and it would preserve them, protect them. It heals, uh, and it flavors, adds flavor. It was, we're told, added to our uh, Old Testament sacrifices. If you read in the Old Testament about how the sacrifices were offered to God, they added salt to them. And it's also used as a metaphor, a picture for wisdom let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer everyone i have an apology to make i really 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 did want today to hand out all those everybody everybody a little sachet of salt to remind you but the number of times I'd have had to have gone to McDonald's and the number of burgers that I would have to have eaten and packets of chips really probably wasn't, it was just too much beyond me. If my son had been here, we would probably have done it. But, uh, but, but I apologize. Imagine that you're holding salt in your hand. <laughs> so when Jesus is saying, you are the salt of the earth, he's saying actually that this world is flat, it's broken, And everything will rot and die but his followers you are the salt of the earth you are to be the people who bring the flavors of the earth to life you are the people who are to bring healing you are the people who will point to that which is eternal there are three things I want to note the first is Jesus doesn't tell his disciples to add salt He tells us that we are salt. In the previous verses, Jesus has told us what it means to be people who are salt in this world. The salt of the earth are people who, we've just had earlier in chapter 5, who are poor in spirit, who know that they need God. They're people who mourn, who see sin and death and what they do to people in this world and they weep. They're people who are meek, who are so sure of their identity and their destiny in Jesus that they don't need to assert themselves and are willing to do the slave-like jobs. They're people who hunger and thirst for God and for God's values. They're people who show mercy, who are pure in heart, who are honest and transparent. They are people who seek to make and build peace. And these people have such confidence in the love of God, and in the hope that God has given us, that when others mock them or persecute them, they are filled with joy. It is not really what we do that makes the difference. It is who we are with Jesus that makes the difference. It's about that quality, that inner something. We are not called to add salt we're called to be salt secondly salt people are salty jesus speaks about doing and teaching what is right he speaks in our passage of good works he speaks of having a righteousness that exceeds that of the pharisees now the pharisees get a bad press but they were good people they were righteous people they were people who added salt they brought the word of god the wisdom of god they did good they taught good but they were not salt it was only skin deep it was what has been called an external righteousness Uh, they did what was right they followed the old testament law because it was the way to get on in the world, to win approval, to please their parents, to please the authorities, because they were afraid of what would happen if they were found out, or whatever the reason was. And because of that, this was a harsh righteousness. It was judgmental of those who didn't manage to keep the laws, because of course, if I could keep the law, then why can't you? It must be that I am a better person than you. It led to a multiplying of additional laws. It led to either people being crushed because they couldn't keep the rules, or it meant to people having being very proud when they thought they had kept the rules. And it was done not for the glory of God, but for their own glory. It was an external righteousness. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's a bit like Iron Man. You know, you might look at Iron Man wearing his suit and say, wow, what a strong, strong person, you know, but then take him out of his suit and he's just ordinary. Well, he wasn't ordinary, he was very special, but he was Tony Stark. You know, this is an external righteousness. What Jesus is talking about here is something that's different, an internal righteousness, and the reason that we live this internal righteousness, this new way of life, is not to bring glory to ourselves so that others respect us or honour us, but it's to bring glory to God. Matthew 5:16, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And this inner righteousness, these good works come from someone who has a changed heart they do not come from someone who is holier than thou some of you may know that that phrase you know being holier than thou it's about sort of saying well i am i'm so much holier i'm so much better than you and i'm going to look down on you and i'm going to judge you and and condemn you no it, it doesn't come from someone who's holier than thou it comes from the woman or the man who knows that they're a sinner who knows that they're messed up who knows also though that they are beloved and forgiven and accepted by god and that love and forgiveness and acceptance of god he would reach out to all people so it's not fear that motivates us fear of what others will think if we don't do it but love for god and if we come to Jesus and remain with him we will change we will become salt how we see God will change how we see other people will change our priorities will change so will how we meet disappointment or success it will show it particularly particularly when we lose it You know, how we lose it and what, more to the point, what we do when we've lost it. It'll show in the way we talk to customers or pupils or colleagues or people in the shops or the people who work for us. It will show in a growing respect for every life, in how we treat our bodies and other people's bodies, in how we're prepared to say sorry and speak the truth, even if it's not to our own advantage. It shows in what we want to talk about, how we spend our money, or use our gifts and use our time. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people who follow Jesus, who have come to Jesus, that that you'll be perfect. I'm not saying that your motives or our motives will not be really mixed up. But we will change. Just as salt cannot help but be salty and just as light cannot help but shine, so a person who has received the love and mercy and forgiveness of God as a gift, who is filled with the Holy Spirit, who is close to Jesus, cannot but begin to do good works. Thirdly, you don't need to make you don't need much salt to make a difference i know that there are people who think yes i have come to jesus i try to trust him and follow him but i am a pathetic christian i am so small i am so insignificant well it doesn't matter you are salt and only a tiny bit of salt can make a huge difference i know that when i went to stay with a friend I went down, they said, oh, go down and help yourself for breakfast. I went down, I got out the Weetabix, I put the Weetabix in the bowl, put the milk, and then put the sugar on top of the Weetabix. Only the sugar was not sugar. The sugar was salt. And it was awful. <laughs> Just a little bit of salt. If you want to know how much salt difference can make, Just put a little bit of salt, a very tiny little bit of salt, on an open wound. You'll know it makes a difference. We're not talking about spectacular stuff here. Uh, John Ortberg, um, a Christian writer wrote, the main place to do the work of God is as you go along it doesn't have to be in high profile important positions it will happen in the routine unspectacular corners of your life as you go along several years ago i bought a second-hand bible sadly it's now fallen to pieces Um, but in the front somebody had written a motto which said do whatever good you can to whoever you can whenever you can in the name of jesus the person who knows the love of jesus will along with all the mud that is in us will want with all their heart to do that so one last question how do we not lose our saltiness there's a terrible warning here for people who lose their saltiness And before you tell me that salt is sodium chloride, and sodium chloride cannot lose its flavor, Jesus is not giving a chemistry lesson. He's quoting a well-known proverb of the time. And you know that if you mix your salt, you know if you get your salt, and you sweep the floor, and you get all the sort of muck off your floor, and you put it in with your salt, and you've got there, it's not really going to be much use for anything, all you can do is throw it out uh, uh, onto the road it's only good for gritting the road so how do we not lose our saltiness well this is where i think the second part of our passage comes in hold on to the law and the prophets hold on to the teaching of the bible in verse 18 jesus says of the old testament and i know lots of people have problems with the old testament it's probably one of the most common issues that people will come and ask me about But Jesus says not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. He says in verse 19, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Some say that when Jesus says all is accomplished, he's speaking of his death and resurrection. I suspect he's speaking of his return in glory Of the establishment of his kingdom when we will be transfigured and made perfect but until then we must not let go of the old testament yes of course there are bits of the old testament that are hard to read there are bits that we do not understand there are bits where god seems to do what is awful Uh, and of course and this is so important we need to read the old testament And the old testament laws in the light of the new testament and of how jesus understood them so for instance the old testament food laws jesus explicitly says that they do not apply that actually the spirit of them what god was going on about them and why there were the food laws Uh, that it was slightly different from you know the literal food laws and we need to live by that that sort of separation that holiness that integrity Uh, and let we need to let God be God he is as CS Lewis wrote no tame God God is far bigger than our ideas and concepts of what is right and maybe and not maybe you will read the old testament i read the old testament and i just come out and say how on earth can god say that or do that well actually first of all i thank god for jesus i look at jesus and secondly i put that in brackets and i say god i really don't understand but i don't dismiss it i don't throw it out because i have to say that actually just reminds me That God is so much bigger than all my ideas, all my concepts, all my morality. God is so much bigger. And one day, one day, I will understand. And we thank God that even though He is beyond our understanding, yet because of Jesus, we can approach Him with confidence. We can call this God our Father in heaven. We will not be burnt up or consumed. God loves us so read and study and meditate on the scriptures the Old Testament but particularly the New Testament the Old Testament you know that first two-thirds of the Bible the New Testament that last third that speaks of Jesus and his followers learn passages by heart it's a great great practice and discipline to learn the verse of the day I often say this for people who are who are learning Russian or Russian. If you're Russian and you're learning English, uh, get it, use the, the U version Bible, uh, get Bible app, and get the verse for the day in the language you're learning, and learn that verse so that you both learn your language and learn the Bible at the same time. It's win-win all around learn passages by heart talk with each other about what you do not understand read commentaries if you don't understand ask nicolette ask josh ask dan don't ask me (laughs) join a bible study group we lose our saltiness when we don't when we let go of the scriptures when we stand in judgment over them AND WE DON'T ALLOW THEM TO STAND IN JUDGMENT OVER US, LET THE WORD OF GOD SHAPE US. AND SO WE HOLD ON TO OUR SALTINESS AND WE REMAIN SALT. AND SECONDLY, HOLD ON TO THE ONE WHO THE BIBLE POINTS US TO, HOLD ON TO JESUS. HE FULFILLS THE LAW AND THE PROPHETS, THE OLD TESTAMENT, THEY SPEAK OF HIM go to him call on him trust him receive his mercy receive his forgiveness receive his love receive his power receive the holy spirit receive his hope ask him to change your heart ask him to change my heart and to go on changing me daily until i am fully like him until i am salt father god would you work in us And would you make us salt? In Jesus' name. Amen.